This is the Humerian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts for the well-being of yours. So we're back with Julie Toll. Yeah. Dr. Julie, Julie Toll. Doctor, 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 doctor. Right, Julie right. Toll. And, and, and we want to mention that basically Dr. Toll is a holistic uh, a practitioner that a veterinary medicine, a veterinary medicine, yeah. and she is uh, part of the formula that was built uh, for Humarian in the dogs and cats area. And we just kind of want to talk about um, probiotics in dogs and cats, the whys and wherefores. Yes. Okay. And the so, whats. And, 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 and I don't know. And yeah. not, not, not the whats and buts. We're not no. doing that. So, no, careful. <laughs> so, doctor, yeah, I know, I mean, we know on the human side there's been a great expansion of it. I mean, that it's in almost everything now. I mean, we, now skin care is coming out, and I have no idea why it is, but it is. What's happening in the dogs and cats and uh, large animals and probiotics and what's the value? And I know there's fecal implants on the animals. but Oh, I you in. always I have to work fecal implants okay. in. Oh, Just, my gosh. Uh, kind of catch us up on a so, professional level where we're at. So... Uh, I think that what I see in in products, for one, um, is there's uh, so many new products out there that are talking about prebiotics and probiotics. And there's a lot of uh, technology and testing around um, how the gut is functioning, because that's really our, our uh, way to get energy into... And that's the only way, really, we have for getting energy into those bodies, ours and theirs. Um, how is that, um, you know, how efficient is it? And what we've learned uh, on both sides is this has huge, huge impacts to the immune system. Yep. And I Absolutely. think that's where, right. you know, the research really is now. And we're looking at disease, you know, prevention and disease treatment um, and what is health and what is healthy gut and that type of thing. Um, and uh, microfilms and, and all those things um, apply on the animal side. It is is not as well researched. However, many of the uh, human studies um, have been done on animals. So we kind of have some of that basis (laughs) there. Um, And then we can apply some of that to, okay, then we can actually apply that into making a product to help the health of dogs and cats. Um, And I I think that's kind of where we are. We don't have as many, as much... um, uh, standardized testing, mm-hmm. that type of thing, uh, looking at different types of flora, mm-hmm. how you is know, it how, heading that way though? How diverse it is, it absolutely it is, okay. is. So and there's there's just more kind of and ramping more. up now, mm-hmm. aren't they? Right, yeah, right. And uh, I think it's hugely important, and uh, certainly in our practice, um, I think it's a major. You know, it's it's made a major difference in a lot of animals. Makes sense. So yeah. Now, okay, so. In veterinary medicine, there has been a big expansion of, um, well, there's always been medications used, but you're starts, you know, you're seeing, uh, you're hearing about animals on Prozac and your antibiotics and all those types right. of things. So they suffer a lot of the same type things as the humans do that affects the GI tract. Right. 
Also, and one question, we see this big thing about um, gluten sensitivities, uh, breads, uh, mycotoxins in, in, and molds and those things. Is the grain-fed animals struggling a little bit more because of the quality of those things? Are the antibiotics you're giving the animals, is that creating some of this interest in probiotics? Sure. All of that. Um, and there's a, a big interest um, in non-grain you know, grain-free No, why is feeding. that? Why is that coming forward? So I think a lot of that has been advertising. Um, okay. and sure. <laughs> there you go. Because people, yeah, people are going uh, and, that and way. And it sells. Yeah. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And if you look at, you know, what people, people want the same level of quality of life mm -hmm. uh, for their animals as they have. What's sure. good for the goose is good for the gander. Well, unfortunately, or, um, you know, the the gut biome of dogs and cats is not the same and the digestive process is not the same mm -hmm. as it is in humans. Mm -hmm. um, it The whole bowel is so much shorter and their natural elimination is for, you know, to go out one end or the other if we have a toxin, etc. Our digestive tract is so long that that's not our how we evolved and are equipped with. So, mm -hmm. um, we have more problems with things like vomiting, diarrhea, that type of thing, colitis um, in animals uh, because that's how that's their natural protective system of get this bad stuff out. Okay, so that's a, um, a common reason they bring an animal in. Right. Now, what right. caused it is the issue, right? Right. All right, so we know the immune system is involved there, and it's very important. We know you had mentioned already cats have more of an issue. Um, with just immune-related problems. Right, right. And I aren't tell they finicky eaters? <laughs> yes. Just like kids. Actually, and yeah. many dogs are too, but um, with cats, I mean, we even advise our kitten owners to make sure that they feed somewhat of a variety hmm. of food, particularly canned food, um, because with the way cats evolve, they don't drink, have a natural thirst drinking mechanisms huh. because they evolved probably from a desert climate mm. and they got, you know, whatever, 90, 99% of their moisture from their prey. Huh. Um, and now we feed them dehydrated cat kibble, which uh, they just can't drink enough water to rehydrate their Makes bodies sense. and their food. Interesting. So, uh, I didn't know that. See, yeah. that's why we're doing this. Yeah. This could be so, so important. And if they're not um, taught at a younger age and offered um, canned food or food with moisture, they don't think it's food when they get to be 10 and they have kidney failure and really need it. So, And then well, there's hmm. not much you can do. I mean, oh, yeah. Bad. I mean, sending them to school just is not an option <laughs> at that point <laughs> in time. It's too late, right? So yeah. I want to back up on the whole cat's immune systems. Like that immunity is a issue. Right. I mean, can, can you, one of the biggest issues. Yeah, can you right. dig into that a little right. bit? Okay. Well, the... I think so many of the diseases that we see in cats, um, FIP, feline infectious, peritonitis, feline uh, immunodeficiency virus, FIV, uh, many of the cancers, which is very common, um, certainly are immune function, hmm. you know, related. I mean, it's okay. it's an immune function that that scavenger of, you know, the the bad cells um, and recognition of the cancerous cells um, is certainly an immune function. Mm -hmm. And we know that that's not happening if they're developing this, you know, uh, cancers. And that's pretty 
common um, okay. in in all our pets. And actually, so many of the pets, I it was quoted recently, um, fifty percent of our pet population is dying because of cancer. Wow, wow. that's so, huge. Yeah. Now, okay, yeah. so follow up question is very well. We we have to stay on whatever, but I I, I want to hit back on that because that's actually going to be very very interesting. Um, but we were talking about um, the modern day treatment in a vet practice nowadays involves a lot of medications in certain cases. Now right. you're much more diverse than most, which is true, but that's not the standard. Right. Uh, the standard is antibiotics and things like that. Now, do cats or dogs both have the, a negative response because it kills part of their flora, right? Sure. Because we're talking about sure. what type of probiotics. We're trying to learn which ones they uh, want the most, which ones are the most beneficial. How, is, uh, how, how do you get it into them? Because I know that's another question, right. too, is how do you get it into them? Because some animals kind of lick up the powder a few days and said, heck, with that, I'm not doing it anymore. Right. So we've got a lot of issues associated with that and how do we get that moving forward right and i think there's just multiple issues um cats tend to be the trickiest because they're the finicky you know eaters um and it's hard to mix things into food especially if you're not giving them normally wet food um anything new to a cat is um apt to be rejected um and so e even if you're handling <laughs> they don't them like it even before yes, you try okay. right exactly and <laughs> And they're usually fully armed um, and, and, uh, and intimidating. Uh, if you've ever tried to handle a cat that really didn't want you to do something, uh, yeah, you've got a little jaguar, you know, that, mm -hmm. that you're trying to deal with. So, um, you know, I think it's all problematic there. And but I think our use of antibiotics, um, I mean, we've we've. I think been told for several several decades that that's problematic, um, and uh, as veterinarians dealing with the food source uh, in the United States, they're trying to make headway with that. They are, okay. um, but not not nearly as much as I would like. Right. Um, so still problematic, and it's still absolutely <laughs> problematic. And I think the fact that as people in the United States, we're kind of conditioned to give me a pill. You know, I don't have time. Give me a pill mm -hmm. that fixes it. Um, and that same thing goes with our animals. Just yeah. give me a pill to fix it sure. and, you know, so I yep. can go to work tomorrow yep. and don't have to clean up, you know, after my pet or, mm -hmm. or watch it, et cetera. Um, so and that causes a lot of problems in their GI problems, just like it does ours. Exactly. Which I is call some it, of the most common I call reasons. it deforestation, okay. but, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. truly, <laughs> you know, it's wiping out both good and bad bacteria mm -hmm. in that gut um, that so often will leave the door open for the bad bacteria to, you know, colonize more of the gut and cause, you mm -hmm. know, leakage of toxins and right. C. diff. And we don't generally in medicine, in veterinary medicine, we don't call it C. diff, but it is the whole clostridium family, clostridium difficile, mm -hmm. um, that causes us problems too. When I see that on a smear, you know, from a dog or cat, I know that we've got a problem because I normally yeah. don't see it. Mm -hmm. um, and so is we it elevated it. recently? Have you seen the last five, 10 years? Are we seeing elevation of the types of things that are uh, primary infections are more difficult because of antibiotic use over time like we do in the I mean, human side? I, is that just I see to many more resistant or right. completely resistant Same profiles. Problems. 
in, right? Um, yeah. I had yeah. a four-month-old boxer in wow. a couple years ago, actually. Four months old, had a urinary tract infection that was resistant to everything that we initially tried it on. Um, and for the culture. And um, luckily, we have some other things in our arsenal aside from oral antibiotics, Mm. and we were able to treat that and eliminate it permanently without treating this four-month-old young pup with a boatload of very strong antibiotics. Which would have been most common in most... I mean, most of them are going to get treated that way, right? Right. So uh, a long time ago when I interviewed a French doc, he was making... um, uh, kind of making a joke of how how we have uh, this overgrowth of bacteria that's adapted to all this antibiotics that we've been giving, where right. it's now becoming a primary killer of Americans. And he says, you know, we we don't do that to our people because we we've been given probiotics for 20, 30, 40 years, plus making sure our foods have been part of it and yada yada. Right. And now it's coming in the United States. It's happening, mm-hmm. but now it's now animals are facing the same thing because it's kind of like anything else. Exactly. You got the straight vets that. They just do it the way the book says to do it. They're not thinking. Right. But it's Hopefully that's going to start happening, right? That right. strains of probiotics are going to start being pushed if an antibiotic or other medications are used. Right, right. So let's, I mean, let's talk about that. So antibiotics yeah. obviously is a good, like, starting point to example. say if you're on an antibiotic, probiotic is a good thing to take. Exactly. We hear that on the human side. Are there other, like, common health conditions or situations that you see in your practice that you would say, you know, probiotic adding that to the dog or cat's um, right. daily routine is a good choice. Like, right. Is there... Well, for years, I mean, we've actually had the diagnosis of SIBO, uh, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth okay. um, that's been diagnosed um, for years. Okay. Um, and certainly that has responded to probiotics and prebiotics Mm -hmm. um, and to be able to give them good bacteria to displace some of those you know Mm -hmm. things that that Mm -hmm. give them toxins etc and I think um, just stress um, Mm -hmm. is the other thing animals that board and are not acclimated to that Um, you know any cases of just acute diarrhea um, those types of things and that's common Um, right diarrhea vomiting is one of the number one reasons they'll bring uh, an animal in right Right. And, um, you know, there's been recently a lot of products and a lot of papers on different uses for that. Um, How about skin? Is so, that skin immune related in animals? You or know, is it not? I haven't, I mean, I haven't seen uh, the documentation to support mm-hmm. that, but it depends on like a recurrent bacterial infection, right. pyoderma, sure. um, which is common with some animals. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly I would throw a probiotic at that mm-hmm. to say, I want to overall beef up the immune system right, and eliminate it. a yeah. bad bacterial, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, bacterial source yeah. along with usually cleaning their teeth and looking in their mouth, which is one. One of right. the big, huh. uh, you don't you don't necessarily think about that, yeah. but if you didn't brush your teeth for two or three years, yeah. you might have like a Sean. source of. Uh, <laughs> That's why we do this I'm as a podcast. With yellow and black teeth yes. right now. That's why we do a podcast, not a video. That's no, right. I, 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 I wouldn't a, be in the I'm same room. Not that was guy. <laughs> All the way across. Oh, That's but, right. Yeah, yeah, and things like so, that. Okay. Cancer, fifty percent. Fifty percent. That's what. Uh, 
couple of the that's organizations immune. That's have immune reported. system induced mm. problems, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Okay, so for animals, and we've, we're seeing the elevation of it in the human side, to hear that pets are 50 that's amazing yeah. numbers. And then it all comes from And even if it isn't stress. 50%, I can tell you it's at least 40%. Okay. You know? well, I mean, yeah. even if that's huge. an exaggeration well, that's half by... Of your, half yeah. your clientele, right? Exactly, exactly. Wow, so modulating the immune system. Right. Good diets, habits. Do you think that... There's a bigger push on cleaning teeth than there used to be 15 years ago for animals. Because I don't remember ever yep. when I was a kid, Yvette right. ever saying anything well, about cleaning my dog's teeth. And the teeth. thing is, are they getting are they getting dirtier because are they getting dirtier because of what we're feeding? Right, right, right. You know, Absolutely. and and the plaque the that accumulates is yeah, you know sticky thing. with carbs and sugars sure. and that type of thing, rather than having some you know recreational bones or things that help clean the teeth. You know, recreational are we, bones. Recreational are we bones. Just... I think all of us should have. I, yeah, I like are, that. I know a recreational. Bone hair. I like it. <laughs> That's really good. Yes. And some of them chew them while they're on the people. But uh... <laughs> as Sean's experience yes. has been. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I like my bones. Anyhow. Um... Right. <laughs> so the idea of uh, a balanced lifestyle, dietary change, and how probiotics are affecting. Is there any other aspects of it that you see that we should talk about that might have value to the listeners today? Oh, that's pretty wide open. Hey, yeah, did I'm you like... notice? I, I did not limit you. There was no tightening around. But you see it coming, and you see it increasing, and it's starting to come, the, mm-hmm. the talk, the research, mm-hmm. everything's starting Absolutely. to Absolutely, and, you know, I think the, the more... Um, holistic, Mm -hmm. uh, looking at the whole picture, um, you can't help but um, try to figure out where they're coming, where those animals are coming from and the the lifestyle, if you will, that they're living and their people are living mm-hmm. um, and what they're being fed and, and or exposed to. So many pets travel now with their people all Good over point. the world Good sometimes, point. even certainly more than locally. Yep. So we're exposed to a lot of different uh, you know, diseases and disease states. We've seen new things crop up, dog flu and you know mm-hmm. things like that. Um, and... We know on the on the people side um, that certainly by improving your immune system and a good portion of that is um, you know bacterial gut mm-hmm. bacteria. Mm-hmm. I mean it's that galt that uh, gut associated lymphatic tissue mm-hmm. um, that regulates um, you know how your your uh, immune system is functioning. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of what we take in in terms of microbes um, is through our respiratory system, and eventually, that's usually eliminated through our gut, through those nice processes of you know phlegm and yeah, that sure. type of thing. Um, and then we swallow that. Well, what has to happen? You know, we have to be protected against that. Makes and sense. dog and cats the same way. Yeah. You know, they have to have good pH in their saliva. They have to have good pH, you know, low pH in their stomach. If we're giving them consistent antacids, um, we can't, that doesn't work either. Nope. Um, doesn't fix and, the problem, does it? Yeah. Might and, even make it worse And long-term. so if they're, they're taking, you know, NSAIDs, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories for pain, sure. and then we're, because that causes ulceration, then we're giving them an antacid, and then, you know, on and on. Mm-hmm. Then I've lost track of whether you're talking about yeah. people or dogs 
yeah, a cat. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it sounds, it sounds exactly like it. very, exactly. very And so we're just thing. opening up that door for infection because we've circumvented nature's, you know, um, protection of us and our systems mm-hmm. um, by by making those modifications yeah. um, to prevent or help one thing and not doing the other. Yeah. yeah. So we're we're lucky that we get to have Julie back on oh, as many coming. times as we want. Yeah. Um, which actually she doesn't sleep or anything, I know, right? So We've that's learned why this, this actually. Makes it a lot um, easier. But so the good news for our listeners yep. are that you can ask us questions on our Facebook page. Yep. You can ask us questions via email. Yep. We'll we'll continue to do podcasts like this. But I I have I'm gonna call it one parting question. Okay. Sean always usually has a question too. So usually I'll, a story like, too. But it's usually I'm not a story. Sure I, I don't know. Yeah. Too. So. Not everybody obviously has access to a vet like you, yeah. um, or their fit maybe more in the by the books, right? Yeah. Which I think how Sean characterized it. <clears throat> so if I am a dog or cat owner and I have a, a vet that's a more traditionally trained kind of st- stays in their lane, as it were, right. um, and I've now heard this information about a probiotic or maybe considering that, and I have a, and I have an animal that maybe does have diarrhea sometimes, or maybe you know does have digestive issues or whatever. Um, how do I, how do I approach my vet with questions about that or bring so, it up to them? Like how, like how to help I me think, as a consumer I have that conversation? I think many, many vets are very open to, this is not a new topic, mm-hmm. okay? And it's in the literature and in the teachings, uh, you know, of what we're getting educated in. Okay. Um, so I think to bring that up to your vet is great because they hopefully know your animal best and they're really trained in animal you know diseases and mm-hmm. nutrition and mm-hmm. things sure. like that yeah, yeah. um and just to start the conversation to say hey i've heard about this product and it seems like this would benefit my pet is there any harm um in doing that for you know my pet mm-hmm. um and it may not do any good mm-hmm. um and i think it does tremendous good mm-hmm. but if you go at it that way of do no harm right. Um, and get there okay, then I think that's fine to try. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, some vets, if they're, if they're skeptical and don't have uh, experience with that, they can at least look at the literature that says for this pet, mm-hmm. you know, in the conditions that I know of, there's no harm in trying that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you both you and the doctor sometimes learn uh, about that together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that happens in my practice all the time. So many of my clients bring me new things um, and I'm, I do some research on it and say, I, I don't know if that's actually going to work. There's not a lot of studies about it, but it appears that it will do no harm. So let's try it Mm -hmm. Uh, because I think people's gut feeling about their own animal. (laughs) No pun intended. (laughs) Gut feeling. (laughs) Nicely, nicely played. I just tried to slide that. (laughs) I like it. I like it. But um, their own intuition is mm-hmm. usually very good about their animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I tend to trust that. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, well, no, that's also, great. what we've learned uh, with our past interview of you also is uh, most vets have a more holistic, all-environment involved type of view to their animals, mm-hmm. which unfortunately in the normal healthcare of certain humans, uh, that's not always been the case. So right. sure, this sure. does make sense that that would be an easy question. And yeah. one thing I absolutely love about interviewing Dr. Toll is just one thing. Oh, no. She'll say things Uh-oh. that we have no idea what she just said, and then she immediately <laughs> explains 
reads it without even looking at our faces, and it's perfect because you know, oh, it's a you know, GOF. TP, and then she immediately, mm -hmm. and I think that is perfect. These interviews are going to be so much easier for me. <laughs> Instead of like, oh my gosh, what am I going to? So that's what you don't have to Google stuff while yeah. we're talking to her because she just tells us everything <laughs> no, we need really to know. I, I don't even need these notes anymore. Yeah, yeah. That, cool. that might come from like 30 years of just talking to people. Yeah, that's but, exactly you know, could be. Could be. Try, trying to make sure things are explained and people really understand yes. what's going on because their dog or cat is not going to tell them if they have extreme intestinal gas uh, that. They probably uh, might, they might. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. Do you smell that, yeah. but, owner? But it may not all <laughs> click and sync up in their head until somebody says, and this can cause some digestive upset, including some gas and mm -hmm. things like right, that. Right. So, yeah. yes. Well, Great. the good thing is, as you've said, Amy, is we have a lot more to come. I mean, we're right. going to be selecting the same type thing, certain types of conditions, having Dr. Toll in and actually Yay. discussing them <laughs> and hopefully giving you answers and answering Q&A. So, I mean, we, we couldn't be more thankful and we'll just welcome you to the team. And we're just glad you're here. Absolutely. No problem. I'm glad to be here. I think it's an amazing opportunity to really help the health of many animals. So, okay. Yeah. Fabulous. That's it. Till next time. Amy Baker, Dr. Sean Benzinger. Humarian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts. For the well-being of yours. That's right. Thanks for having the guts to listen to the Humarian Health Podcast. If you have things you'd like to gut check, send us an email at gutcheck at humarian.com. Humarian.